Big Ten Plus Four is a member of Odd Pods Media and ASAP All Sports All Plays Network. Hello, hello, and welcome to Big Ten Plus Four. We bring you college sports with a Midwest perspective. We are blue collar and blue blood. I am your host, Sam Sprunger, and as you can see, it is just me. Uh, I had the uh, comment uh, to Dalton on Friday that uh, somebody mentioned that I'm kind of in Star Wars because I'm solo and you can just call me Han. So dad joke. Dalton beat you. It's within a minute of starting the first dad joke. So a lot happening in the big 10 on both the men's and the women's side of basketball. Uh, We've got, we got some bracketology pretty much planned uh, from now every week from now until we actually get a bracket for both sides of the men and the women Uh, this week, it'll be the women's. We're going to talk about Charlie cream's uh, bracketology on Friday and Dalton will be with us on Friday as well. And, uh, next week we will talk the men's. We kind of alternate the weeks, excuse me, until we're a little closer. We alternate the weeks, uh, men's and women's next week. It will be Mike DeCourcy's projections, uh, latest projections. And, uh, we're going to have actually going to have Mike DeCourcy from Fox sports and big 10 network on the show on Wednesday. So uh, really excited uh, to be able to have uh, Mike come on and join us and talk about, you know, kind of hit the way he goes about uh, projecting and uh, how he came about where uh, he's got the big 10 teams on the men's side uh, in his field of 68. And so uh, we've got a lot planned going forward, a lot going on that we need to cover from this last weekend. And uh, it's, 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 Still really mucky on the men's side. So I it's it's really unbelievable because we're sitting at 15 games, five to six games left for each team, roughly thereabouts, um, with uh, some COVID cases and then also Michigan State having to postpone some of their games uh, here in the past few days. And we'll talk about or I'll talk about that uh, at the end of the show. Um, we're looking at five to six games, uh, left to play. And, uh, this is still a really interesting, uh, big 10 season for, for the men. Uh, this last weekend, we had some, some games that were, were pretty hotly contested, uh, Michigan or IU, uh, the Hoosiers go into Ann Arbor. Uh, they go in at 18th at the, uh, at the time of the game. Uh, pull out a one-point win. Trace Jackson Davis had 28 points. Hunter Dickinson, somebody that you know has produced pretty much all year, uh, pretty consistently, uh, but kind of quietly. You know, there hasn't been a lot about him. Uh, you have Zach Ed, you have Trace Jackson Davis. You have, I mean, the there are all sorts of players that have done enough. Uh, Bryce Sensible at Ohio State, like have done enough to kind of stand out that you kind of forget Hunter Dickinson's even kind of in the league. Uh, he's, he's an older player. And so Michigan 
hard fought, but but a loss uh, to to IU, and on Saturday, uh, Rutgers went into Illinois and uh, fell short. They're they're kind of in a backslide. Uh, they just lost yesterday last night to Nebraska, and and we talked about Nebraska could be that team that is on the backside, that bottom the bottom three. You have Minnesota, Nebraska, and you have Ohio State. Now it's Ohio State, then Nebraska. So Nebraska is ahead of Ohio State in the standings, and we'll we'll look at the standings a little bit more uh, in just a few minutes. But Rutgers is kind of backsliding, and and Nebraska was able to to beat them yesterday. Uh, Nebraska also beat Wisconsin on Saturday. That's why I brought it up. It was Nebraska's beaten two of those teams that are in that big old cluster. Nebraska's beat two of them in back-to-back games. They're going to be that team for going forward, probably, that is going to be one that might might nip you. So you might really want to take them seriously and, and uh, take care of business while you're, while you're going to, to Omaha or to, to, to Lincoln or having the Huskers in. Uh, they can grab you, jump up and bite you. So a couple of good wins for, <clears throat> excuse me, for Nebraska. Penn State still sliding too. Uh, they lost uh, this weekend to Maryland. Now, don't get me wrong, Maryland's not a bad loss, but when you're struggling at the time, uh, like Penn State has, it, it, it's tough for for you to take a loss. Uh, and and that was it was seventy four sixty eight, so it was it was relatively close. Uh, Hakeem Hart uh, led the led the Terps with, uh, with 23, uh, Jalen Pickett, he, he's got he, the Penn state's got a lot. They've got a lot of a lit a little, a little of a lot. So like they have players that can do almost every facet of the game really, really well, but not as a high of a performance or, or extended length to where they can maintain. And, and they're just, they're hitting cold spurts. Uh, to teams that they shouldn't maybe struggle with, they struggle with in their shooting, or or holding on to the ball. That it's a mixed bag with Penn State. Uh, one thing, one game, the one thing their shooting can be the reason. Their three point shooting can be the reason why they win the game by seventeen, but it can also the very next game against a a lesser opponent, they can lose because they shot poorly from threes now duh obviously sam uh you that's that's the game of basketball you're correct but like it seems like it's back and forth and back and forth with penn state and and i i still think that they're they're a good team uh i don't know that they're gonna make the tournament maybe maybe uh they're kind of on the fringe i know wisconsin and the and penn state are kind of on that cusp of uh, being the most on the bubble uh, for Big Ten teams, but it, it, it's it's something that we're finally getting to, to where the 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 season's kind of starting to shake itself out, shake itself out to where some of the teams that we thought, okay, they're definitely in, or oh, maybe they're they're maybe they're not going to get in, uh, they're they're coming strong now. Nebraska, I don't think is going to make the NCAA tournament, but if they keep going. They might have a postseason bid, be it the NIT or the C- CBI tournament, at the end of the seasons as well. 
they might be playing for that type of tournament or a postseason life. So they 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 still want to go and play. I mean, I would think they would still want to play some basketball. So they're going to play for their pride for especially the rest of the season, but then also maybe get that 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 tournament bid that maybe wasn't expected. Maybe they they thought you know, this is going to be a complete rebuild year, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they've overachieved to the point where they're right around 500 and they're a couple of games below, I believe. And they could get a, a postseason bid. Don't overlook a team that's trying to get to the postseason period. Just because they're not going to make the NCAA. They're not going to give in just simply because they have no hope of going to the NCAA tournament. And here's the thing. Not saying it'll happen, but stranger things have happened. What's saying Nebraska couldn't get hot and start beating teams? And oh, hey, Purdue loses to Northwestern, uh, or not to North? Well, yeah, Northwestern in in the semifinals, and Nebraska sweeps in under uh, and beats IU in the semifinals, and you've got a Nebraska Northwestern championship game in the big 10 tournament and nebraska stuns them not saying it's going to happen don't even think it's plausible um but strange things have happened so uh but they're playing for their uh, a tournament bid that means they want they want to be able to get to uh the postseason and play period whether it be a, a lesser tournament or not so uh to move on let's say, go to sunday the big game there was in evanston and uh the excuse me, the Northwestern Wildcats take down the number one team in the country, the top team in the Big Ten. They take down my Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, It was a good game. Uh, Purdue Purdue did have a pretty comfortable lead, I believe uh, 11 or 12 at one point uh, in the second half. Northwestern's good at home. They're good overall. I mean, we'll, we'll look at the standings. They're good overall. Don't get me wrong. And there's a big game tonight happening. But uh, it just wasn't expected to, to, to have Purdue be up that much and then give up the league completely and utterly like they did. Is this of concern? You don't want to see it happen, sure. But I, I don't still don't doubt and I said it last Wednesday that I, there was no doubt in my mind that Purdue, as the number one team in the conference, is going to lose again and would go even further to say that they might and probably will lose a fourth. Well, we're still there. So I, they didn't play the worst game of their lives, but they also didn't play the best. So... This is one of those that you're okay. They're not as good as they looked at times. And they're not as bad as they looked at times. That's still pretty darn good. They're still the best team in the conference. They hold a, still a, a two and a half game lead over uh, uh, IU and Northwestern uh, in the conference. So you don't want to watch your team lose. You don't want to see a, a team team like that lose in the way that they did. But there's still no. It, it was on the road to a good team it's not alarms so to speak i'm 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 not going to uh completely uh lose my ever loving mind because they lost to northwestern this is not 1995 when losing to northwestern was embarrassing 
Northwestern's pretty good this year. I'm not embarrassed to lose or to have my team have to say they lost to Northwestern. Northwestern's going to make the tournament. Uh, Northwestern may win a couple of at least a game in the tournament, depending on their seating and who they're against and all that rigmarole. But the, the push comes to shove. Northwest, this is not a bad loss. It, you don't want to lose. We've said that. Tony said it over and over and over again. I've said it. You know, you don't want to lose, but if you you're going to lose and you know you're going to have to, this is not one that you're going to be ashamed to have on your resume. So, uh, as a Purdue fan. Oh, I'm mad because they had the game. They had the lead. They should have won as somebody trying to look at it as, as an analyst, uh, there are, there's still a concern that Purdue can't handle the, the press very well. Uh, that's a legit concern because they did against Iowa, the same thing where they were up, up a, a double digits and, uh, Iowa was able to, to chisel it down to, to, I think five or six points because of their press, because of just that disruptive defense on getting the ball down the court. You know, Purdue is rock solid once they get down court and get a set play going and get their motion offense going. They're good. They're rock solid. That's the main reason why uh, they're, you know, top three now. They're number three in the country because. Once they get into their offense, they know what they're doing. It's not allowing them to get to that or disrupting how quickly they can get to it. That's Iowa had success with it. Didn't win, lost by double digits, but they had a little bit of success to where maybe they can attack that later or can give the blueprint to other teams to play them. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Northwestern absolutely did it, and they took advantage of it and was were able to get uh, – to get the win first time they ever have beaten a number one team in, in the country uh happened saturday on super bowl sunday in evanston in front of the home crowd always a nice thing to do in front of your home crowd um boo booey 26 points really 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 good game uh he had zach Eady, uh reeling a few times now zach Eady had 24 played a good game was dominant at times, much like he has been most of the season. So one of those that you're not extremely uh, too upset, I guess, to say that they uh, they lost. You're, you're upset, but, but it's not disheartening, I guess. Uh, they haven't been uh, dismantled. And I heard somebody say today, actually on the radio, uh, they felt that Alabama was the number one team and overall the best team. And that's okay. That's, that's okay to feel, but they said that they've been the most dominant team by far all year. I wouldn't dis disagree that they've been dominant all year. I don't think they've been the most dominant. The most dominant teams don't get beat by 20 plus to a team that is, three and six at the time in their conference. Alabama lost to Oklahoma by 25, uh, by 25 points. Granted, it was on the road. Granted, they don't play Oklahoma all the time. Granted, Oklahoma is in the Big 12. Three and six might be a little bit better than what you're looking at at a different conference. It's not the point. 
people would have argued last year when I was trying to say that maybe Purdue was one of the best teams and should be one of the favorites. Well, how do you go to Ann Arbor and lose by 20 plus points? Fair point. Purdue absolutely got housed against Michigan last year in Ann Arbor. That's also a team that they a have historically struggled going to the Chrysler arena and uh, not, not, not as an excuse, but they're familiar with it. That's where I see a domination being a little less indicative of the team and its propensity to fall behind. They lost, they were down by 30 plus points to a team they had not played and probably didn't have much of a scouting report on. That's the NCAA tournament. So I, I don't know that I feel that Alabama is the most dominant team of the uh, college men's college basketball season. They may be, I just, I, I don't see it being that they have lost a game by that much. Losing is okay in the aspect of you can learn things from what you've done, what you did in those losses. But when you've got a throwaway game, because you don't want to watch the, a 25 point loss because you're not going to get much out of it. It's those. So you don't want a throwaway game loss. Uh, so I don't know. It's just my thought. Uh, if, if you have a rebut to it, feel free to put in the comments uh, or, uh, you know, find me on the uh, social media, right? There's my Twitter handle at Sam Springer one on Twitter. Uh, tell me I'm an idiot. If you, uh, if that's your uh, thing, I guess. So let's move to the second quarter and let's, uh, let's look at the standings in the men's conference. All right. We are moving to where we're going to look at the men's standings in the big 10. We're looking at, uh, pretty much like i said about five to six games depending on uh, on who it is but uh uh purdue is sitting there still with a two and a half game lead uh with with for them five to play they dalton talked about it on friday that uh this is something that he's never seen in his time uh while at michigan state and uh and covering the big 10 and he said that that he, he thinks this is a done deal. Well, I, I also have stressed, I, A, as a fan, I'm never going to say that it's a done deal because I've seen things happen as fan, a fan of of uh, organizations that you know, when it can go wrong, it certainly does. I'm a Cubs fan, so that that is definitely something. They are in the front seat. They're the driver's seat. They're driving this bus right now, and uh, they should be the big 10 regular season champs the next two are the most interesting because it's northwestern and iu and they play tonight they play tonight at nine o'clock on the uh big 10 network i believe anyways let me say that yep on big 10 network nine o'clock tonight they are in evanston that place is going to explode during that game now if they can beat IU tonight, IU is the 14th ranked team in the country at this point. If they can win that and put a number one ranked Purdue, excuse me, number one ranked Purdue, number 14 ranked IU back to back games, 
that resume is huge for them. If IU can go to Evanston and beat Northwestern, that is a huge feather in their cap. They have a win against Purdue. They have a win against the you know against Northwestern. Uh, this is a separation game for IU. If they can win tonight against Northwestern at Northwestern, okay, that puts them a game ahead of Northwestern. And it would put them, well, a full game in front of Illinois. Uh, I don't think Illinois plays tonight as well. I'd have to look. I just backed out of that. Uh, But this separates them. That gives them that little cushion. There's still going to be two games behind Purdue at this point with still a game to play against, uh, against the Boilermakers. And Purdue doesn't have a gimme tomorrow against Maryland in College Park. This game is big for both of these teams. I think that's what's going to make it very exciting to watch. Trace De- Jackson Davis and Boo Booey going to get added against each other. Uh, I think both could probably put up 25 plus, 30 close to both. And if that happens, it's obviously going to be who who's scoring on the sides, you know, on the, uh, in the periphery. I, I don't know. Northwestern is a different animal at home. They've already beaten IU at, uh, at assembly hall. They've already got, <clears throat> at least I think it was Northwestern. Yeah. 84, 83 at, or, uh, at, uh, assembly hall. So this is a revenge game of sorts, even for IU makes it a little bit more, uh, a bigger game because Northwestern came in and beat us at home. That's a different IU team that, that Northwestern beat, but it's also kind of a different Northwestern team. They're a better North, Northwestern team coming into this game. So this is a big game for, uh, both of those teams. You got Illinois following up behind, excuse me, behind uh, those two teams, Illinois, off until Saturday, and then where they play, IU, at, in Bloomington. So this is a big game tonight for IU, but then Saturday they come back and play another big game, and it's at home at least, but against the next team. So if, if let's say, Northwestern wins tonight, that means IU goes into a game against Illinois having to win or they'll fall from third to fourth and maybe even fifth, depending on the way teams below play. This season is crazy. My good Lord. Look at this. We're still sitting at number two and number nine being separated by two games. You make it three games and you pull in number 10. Three games is a push. But literally two games, one way or another. And any of these teams. Michigan last week when we talked, when we talked, just on Friday, they were tied for a second. Think about that. We talked Friday 
Dalton, me, we talked about this on Friday. Michigan sat in second place, a three-way tie for second. Look at them now. They're sitting in ninth. That's less than a week. I would not be shocked, even after Rutgers losing last night to Nebraska, if next Wednesday, when we're talking to Mike DeCourcy, we're talking about Rutgers being third or fourth. Can happen. It's 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 an insane ha- uh, basketball season for the men. The other side of the basketball, the women's, it's 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 is crazy. Just maybe a little bit more top heavy crazy. But still, looking at this, what is up with with Ohio State? I don't understand how the Buckeyes are three and eleven in Big Ten play. I don't understand it. They have one of the best players in the conference, Bryce Sensible. And Chris Holtman, hot seat. He's three and eleven in Big Ten. We talked about it last week. We're we're not saying they were supposed to be the most successful team in the Big Ten. They weren't supposed to be the most dominant team in the Big Ten. They weren't even be supposed to be a top contender in the Big Ten. But they sure weren't supposed to be three and eleven in the Big Ten. So it's 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 perplexing as to what is going on with Ohio State. Uh, Purdue beat them by one point in Columbus in early January. It was a good win. It was a good win at the time. Now it's just like, well, they should have. They should have won. So it, it's really confusing with them. They've lost six in a row. That's upwards of three weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, three weeks since they won last won a game. The month of February has not been a good one for them, and part of January. So uh, the only team with a longer losing streak is Minnesota, and they've lost eight in a row. That's it. Like that's the only thing better. Uh, that's uh, that they're better than right now. They they've lost less games in a row than the team in last place. So that's a struggle. It's a struggle to accept, (laughs) honestly, because it just doesn't make sense. With as good as the Ohio State program has been uh, in recent history, it's it's confusing to see Ohio State be this. And, And we all know it's cyclical. Back before, you know, Matt Painter took over at Purdue, in Gene Cady's last couple of years, Purdue really struggled. And in Matt Painter's first year, they were 7-21, and 21, I think, 21 or 22. That's the most losses in Purdue basketball history in a season. So I get it. It goes bad, but I just, we weren't ready for it, I think. I think that's, that's my biggest thing is, is we weren't ready for Ohio State to go from very competitive, very good, to three and eleven in one season. They didn't have Bryce Sensible last year, but they had Malachi Branham. He was he's really good. He was really really good. They made the tournament, convincing like very 
they, there was no question they were going to be in the tournament when they got seated. There was no question. It was just where and when. You replace Branham with Sensible, you would think they'd be at least comparable, but they're not. And I don't think it's Bryce Sensible's issue. So um, looking at Michigan State, uh, the bottom part of that, that conglomerate through uh, the six, seven, eight, and nine team, we've got Iowa at eight and six. I'm sorry. Let's go into the eight and sixes. Illinois at number four is eight and six. Maryland at number five, eight and six. Iowa, eight and six, number six. And Michigan State at eight and six, number seven. Then you look at the next two, which are Rutgers and Michigan. They're both eight and seven. So that conglomerate, four through nine, separated by one game. Never underestimate a Tom Izzo coach team. Never do it. Never underestimate a Tom Izzo coach basketball team. That's all I'm going to say. They will get back into action uh, this weekend. Uh, They have um Michigan they have Michigan they they have they're in Ann Arbor on Saturday it'll be their first game back after their uh, uh postponement of their game that they were supposed to play I believe tonight against Minnesota so we're looking at uh you know Michigan State could be a factor I don't know that they're going to be a front runner necessarily but I think they're going to be a factor they're going to play into the that top five I think and I think that's that's Tom Izzo. That's what he does. So, all right. Well, I think we've uh, kind of exhausted the the men's standings. So on the other side of the break, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the women's standings, and uh, then I've got a uh, a headline that we, I know we normally wait until Friday, uh, but we've uh, we've had a, a couple of weeks go uh, for whatever reasons that we we don't have or hadn't had the headlines. So I've got a special one that I want to do. Uh, when it comes to uh, headlines this week. So let's go to the break and uh, we'll talk about the, the women's standings on the other side. You are listening to Big Ten Plus Four, hosted on Anchor and StreamYard. Hey, this is Grabbing the Brisket Podcast. Join us every Monday where we talk about the latest trends in barbecue, interviews with world top pit masters, celebrity cooks. Ooh, like uh, Wee Man from Jackass. And musicians. Like Rich O'Toole. So check us out. We do beer reviews, barbecue fails. So many fires. Dude, a lot of people just burn their houses down for no reason. We also talk about cocaine hippos versus bet gators. Learn how to make some tailgate gravy. Altercations with Texas Rangers. People throwing Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. So check out grabthebrisket.com for podcast info, viral social media posts, and so much more. Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Everybody knows at the root of any good relationship, any relationship worth anything, is the only thing that matters between two people. And I'm talking about television. That's right. That's why you should listen to Married with Television, man, which is a podcast by my friends, Shannon and Jamie. I call her cat ears. About movies and TV that they have loved for decades, man. You listen at marriedwithtv.com or anywhere you get your podcast. They are proud members of the Odd Pods Media Network, man. Married with Television. So, Tony, uh, I just bought some flyers to do, you know, like a, a, a grassroots type of advertising for Big Ten Plus Four. And, uh, you, you, oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with that type of promotion either. Yeah, correct. And I, I got I got a great deal on flyers at Sticker Mule. Yeah, I remember you saying that all of our stickers, all of our Klingons, everything like that, that comes from Sticker Mule. Yeah, now our flyers, too. 
<laughs> I guess so. So sticker mule is supposed to be the easiest way you can buy custom stickers, decals, labels, and other printing items all online, right? Yeah. Order in 60 seconds and they'll turn your designs and illustrations into custom stickers, magnets, buttons, labels, and packaging in just days. They offer free online proofs, free worldwide shipping, and super fast turnaround. If you click on the link in the show notes, Herman is going to give you $10 off any purchase of at least $10. And you can start designing and order in minutes with Sticker Mule. Yeah, and thank you, Sticker Mule. All right, yeah, thank you, Sticker Mule. They uh, they have some really good products that uh, uh, we take advantage of here at uh, Big Ten Plus Four. Plus, at my uh, on my other podcasts as well, we do our stickers and then flyers and things of that nature, also from Sticker Mule. So, really good stuff there, at Sticker Mule. So. Moving to the third quarter, we're going to talk a little bit about the women's standings. Not much has changed really at, at the top too much. Uh, and when I say the top, the top two. <laughs> uh, I know uh, Maryland was also uh, also there at number three, but uh, they're they're kind of on the outside. I know they're close and only one game back of of Iowa there. But uh, you just at some point you think that maybe Maryland can compete and maybe would beat Iowa, but you kind of look at those top two at IU and Iowa as being those front runners that are going to kind of probably stay there. Uh, they do play one more time together or against each other uh, in the season finale, regular season finale uh, in, in Iowa City. Uh, the Hawkeyes trying to uh, exact their revenge against the Hoosiers. Uh, suffering a nine-point loss uh, just last week uh, to the Lady Hoosiers in Bloomington. So, uh, Caitlin Clark leading pace in the way with, with for the Hawkeyes. Uh, but this weekend, shoot, uh, the whole Iowa team kind of got in on it and uh, laid it to Rutgers, one eleven to fifty-seven. So, uh, they really kind of took it out on on the Scarlet Knights, uh, kind of getting their their better game, I guess, getting, feeling a little bit better about themselves. Uh, after getting beat by IU uh, earlier in the week. But Molly Davis paces the Hawkeyes with 17. Good win. Uh, like I said, a, a good uh, get healthy win or uh, recovery game. Uh, they didn't let uh, the fact that they lost uh, cloud what they were going to do against Rutgers. They did their thing, and they uh, they dominated the, the Scarlet Knights uh, on Saturday. Illinois, Michigan, both got wins also on Saturday or on Sunday. I mean, uh, to kind of pace the the way into this week. And uh, excuse me, that's not what I want to do. I hit the wrong button. So then tonight, Michigan State, Purdue has been postponed. Uh, but you have uh, Iowa taking on Wisconsin uh, again. It's in Iowa City. It's at seven thirty tonight. Uh, Wisconsin down near the bottom. They're they're right there number 12 in the conference right now uh three and 11 they can shoot the ball though they can shoot shoot from long range uh but the it just happens that they don't seem to be hitting as often as uh they're not so uh if they do get a hot hand uh maybe they can compete with iowa for for a little bit but i just don't see iowa uh falling victim uh, to to the upset bug against Wisconsin, thus still pacing them with with IU uh, there in at the top of the, of the Big Ten because excuse me tomorrow is a big game uh, for IU IU hosts 
number 12 ranked Michigan. So the number two Hoosiers host the number 12 ranked Lady Wolverines. Uh, 8.30 on Big Ten Network. They're in an assembly hall in Bloomington. I anticipate a pretty big crowd. Uh, the lay the 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 Hoosier ladies have packed the house uh, to the. It, let's say it this way: at least to the in their big games to the size of the men's crowds, and that, and that's pretty impressive, and that's pretty uh, pretty good on good on IU students and 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 fans uh, showing up and supporting uh, their team the way they have. Uh, when it comes to uh, the ladies over there in in Bloomington, uh, but they've got a big game tomorrow against Michigan. Michigan is solid, and if you look, they're sitting at fourth. They were, and, and I know it's only one spot, but they've jumped Ohio State. Ohio State has Penn State tomorrow night. Uh, they go to to University Park and play the the Nittany Lions there. Not an easy win there either. Now, granted, we're looking at Penn State at four and ten, uh, thirteen and twelve. But whenever you've got to go to University Park there in, in Happy Valley, it's a tough play to place to play. And so and with Ohio State struggling lately, they've got to be very, very careful and go in and, and try to get that win, stay on pace with the with the, t- the top four there. Uh, but Michigan, I mentioned they play IU and I believe they play Maryland, but they don't play anybody else in that top five. Granted, they're part of the top five, which means they play half, but they don't have to play IU again. I, they might have Ohio State. I don't know. I don't remember. I guess I could click on their schedule and 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 talk about what they have left. But yeah, okay, right here's their schedule. They have IU t- tomorrow. Then they have Ohio State. Then they're home directors and on the road to Wisconsin. Tomorrow and next week against against Ohio State are their two games. If they can win one of those two even and only leave that the rest of their schedule with five losses, they could be third in the conference. Because I think Maryland can be beat. I don't know that they're going to lose maryland that is but i mean shoot maryland is is one of those that i have said they watch out for them because they could jump up and bite you they play iowa still they play ohio state still they've got michigan state yet so those games if they win all three of those, they're number two in the conference. But I, are the chances that they win all three of those? I don't know. I don't think that the, that it's great. So if they lose a couple, let's say they lose two of those three, they lose to Ohio State, which Ohio State would it would is going to try. They're playing as good as they can. They're they're definitely capable of beating anybody on a given night. So let's say they lose to Ohio State and they lose to Iowa. Michigan just keeps winning. Michigan ends up the three seed. So Michigan has got an advantageous spot where they can kind of take advantage of the the teams at the top beating up on each other. If IU beats Iowa and then Maryland jumps up or uh, 
And then, you know, yeah, Maryland jumps up and bites Iowa. That gives them four losses. If Michigan wins the rest of the way through, they're tied with Iowa. So it, it, it's it's very interesting to see how that's going to work with, with, with Michigan and if they can take advantage of, <clears throat> excuse me, of those teams be- above them beating up on each other. If they can... They might be, uh, they might be getting some different buys in the turn in the Big Ten tournament in uh, Minneapolis if that's the case. And what a rough year for Minnesota. Their men's side is is, well, we just had it up here. They've only got one win. The women only have two. That's a rough time in in, in Minneapolis right now for the the Gophers. I uh, I don't feel bad for them I, because that means that. They've never seen anything. It's just rough to see that, uh, you know, Minnesota, uh, usually a pretty solid program, at least at least competitive-wise, both sides of the ball on the men's and the women's struggling this year. Um, it's tough to see sometimes. But the last time we were ta- we uh, talked uh, about, the, about women's basketball, we were talking about the, uh, the bracketology last week and on that i believe that was on wednesday last week of today uh the big 10 has i believe eight teams seven teams in and an eighth team on the bubble which with nebraska i believe you've still got michigan state a little bit further out they're only 13 and 12 overall they're and they're five and nine in the conference you're probably looking at a, at an nit bid for michigan state if uh if they don't go on a huge winning streak and then win a couple of games in the big 10 tournament. You're probably looking at NIT for the, the Spartans. And uh, I know Dalton probably doesn't want to hear that, but I'm, I'm guessing that that's probably more of a feasible res, uh, result for the Spart lady Spartans this year. So uh, tough telling, uh, but it, this is going to be an interesting uh, last week and a half of the season because you've got, you know, IU and Iowa are going to be playing Maryland and Iowa are going to be playing uh, Michigan playing a couple of, or I'm sorry, Michigan and Iowa, not Maryland and Iowa, Michigan and Iowa playing, or maybe it was Maryland. I had a lot of information going on right now, but it's, it's, inter- it's going to be a fun end of the season because uh i think iu finishes off i i think they probably go into iowa and beat them uh but uh, that's still a ways away but I, I i don't i see that being i see that being i use only time of of losing the rest of the way i think um they're just that good they're 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 playing very well uh grace Berger along with mckenzie holmes actually mckenzie holmes along with grace Berger. Uh, have just uh, paced this pace the the Hoosiers ahead of everybody and uh, like Dalton said if it weren't for one trip to East Lansing right now uh, we might be looking at the Lady Hoosiers being undefeated 25 and 0 and 15 and 0 in the Big Ten like that and and it was it took a, a, a late game win against the Hoosiers for the Spartans to take them down so it was they're 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 a one poor streak of of basketball away from being an undefeated team so uh i think they're going to be the cream of the crop when it comes to the big 10 women's uh 
NCAA squad, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, be interesting to see uh, who else makes their way. So we'll talk, uh, we'll talk more bracketology or the latest bracketology for the, for the women on Friday. Uh, we do that courtesy of Charlie cream from ESPN. So let's move to the fourth quarter. I've got a, a, a little bit of a headline that I want to talk about and uh, then we'll send you on our way. So let's go to the fourth. Okay. So uh, Dalton is, is, is out. He is going to be, he was planning the, the plan was he was going to be out anyways. Uh, uh, we don't, we don't talk about uh, a lot of what uh, Dalton does, but his job during the day does put him on the campus of Michigan state. So uh, he, I, I've talked to Dalton and, and he is, he, he was, he's safe. There was, there was no danger uh, posed to him. Uh when we're talking about the incident that took place on the campus of Michigan state a couple of days ago, uh, such tragic news, uh, a very, a very tough, uh, pill to swallow. And, uh, no matter the ability to say what you think is wrong, that's fine. Uh, I'm not talking about what we, we need to do in the aspect of, of, gun control or mental health, anything like that. It's let's keep those people in East Lansing in our thoughts. We, uh, if you're the praying type and the religious type, say a prayer for everybody that is part of the Michigan state community, uh, this, this evening in the next few days, few weeks going forward, uh, that, uh, you keep the, the, those affected the families, the uh, the professors that might have worked closely with these students, the the roommates, the friends, the family and close personal connections that those those three individuals made while they were on campus at East Lansing, it's uh it should never be taken for granted life, and it, it probably won't ever happen to you, but when it does happen to you always remember that you've got people there supporting you they love you we're i'm part of the purdue community dalton tony they're part of the michigan state community but all in all we're part of the big 10 community so at this time i while i love my purdue boilermakers michigan state and the spartans and everybody in east lansing everybody affected by these uh the goings on there in East Lansing. Uh, you're in my thoughts. You're in my prayers. We love you. And we will always make sure uh, that uh, we care for our own. And that means big 10 and in humankind. So uh, my strongest prayers and thoughts with the families, the friends and everybody involved uh, or, or knew anybody involved in those those things that went on on in East Lansing, but also uh, you're part of our Big Ten community, and we love you, and we want to support you in any way. So uh, that's my extra special Sam Sentinel today. Uh, I didn't even put the banner up. I did. It's just a really tough uh, being a parent of some soon to be college age boys. Um, I would hate to think 
and hate to receive the news of something happening like this. Uh, not even in them involved, just that it happened while they were there. And uh, I, I, it really uh, brings a perspective that you never really had thought about until you have some kids that could be involved in, in a, uh, or on a campus at the, during a time of something like that happening. And it, it's, it's, it's frightening. And uh, I'm not saying how we should take care of it. It's just that uh, let's keep those people involved um, in our thoughts. So uh, that's it from that one. Uh, getting ready to move on and running just a little bit short, uh, shorter today. That's okay. Uh, but ways to get a hold of us, you can go to uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Big Ten Plus Four, at Big Ten Plus Four. You got to spell out the plus. You cannot put the plus sign. You have to spell out the plus. Uh, Facebook, you can just put Big Ten Plus. You can spell it out. You, excuse me. You can put the plus sign. Doesn't matter. It'll guess. We are on oddpodsmedia.com. That's where our audio is through is Odd Pods Media. We are the only sports show in the network for Odd Pods Media, but there are all sorts of other things. Music, beer, food, uh, great conversations, interview style, uh, hangout style interviews, uh, games. It's great to be part of Odd Pods Media. We are streamed twice a week on the ASAP all sports all plays network uh you can follow or watch the stream uh on facebook you can watch it on twitter we do have a youtube channel there or asap does have a youtube channel and we also have the asap uh streaming television channel that you can catch us the two uh two days uh wednesdays at 5 p.m eastern and fridays at 9 a.m eastern and if you miss the stream when they're live you can always go to spotify and check out our stream there uh Thank you so much for coming in tonight. Uh, today, I told you that uh, we uh, we've got bracketology coming up on Friday. Dalton will be in on Friday. He will be uh, talking a little bit of the the ladies bracketology with us, uh, courtesy of Charlie Cream from ESPN. Then next Wednesday, really excited about this. We're going to talk about uh, men's bracketology. And every time we talk men's bracketology, we use Mike DeCourcy from uh, the Big Ten Network and Fox Sports. Mike's going to join us on the show on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to talk about his latest projections and what that means for the Big Ten, uh, according to Mike DeCourcy in the NCAA tournament. So we're, we've got a lot coming up. We're really excited to uh, to have these conversations and, uh, and, and just talk back and forth and talk about, in our opinion, and in, it should be everybody's opinion, but at least our opinion, the best conference in the country. So uh, from us here at Big Ten Plus Four, Dalton Shetler, who will be in on Friday. Tony, who's out uh, temporarily. Uh, he's not in right now, uh, but Tony Hollinsworth as well. I'm Sam Sprunger. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you later. <laughs>